Welcome to the Encephalitis podcast and in this edition to Mark Encephalitis Information Week we're going to be talking about clinical or medical negligence and why clinical negligence cases are not just important for providing understanding and financial security to the person that's been involved but they're also crucial when it comes to changing policy and practice among healthcare organisations to make sure that mistakes or errors in their systems or their ways of working don't occur again. To be fair, this can be a controversial area, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't talk about it. And to help me with this subject is someone that I've known for a very long time, encephalitis survivor and all-round top bloke, James Pratt. James is a long-time member of the Encephalitis Society and one of our most devoted and award-winning fundraisers, raising nearly £40,000 for us over the years, doing a whole host of different things, such as walking from Land's End to John O'Groats, skydives, the Three Peaks Challenge, and much, much more. But he also has personal experience of pursuing and winning a clinical negligence case following um, his case of encephalitis a few years ago. So welcome, James, and thank you for joining us. Welcome, Ava. It's a real pleasure to be uh, talking about this subject today. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, it's great to see you. It's been, it feels like it's been a long time. I mean, I think the pandemic has made things feel like everything is a long time, but it feels like an awful long time since I last saw you. Yeah, we had we had some things planned for some more fundraising, but obviously that's uh, put a stop to that. And, you know, people are taking a lot longer to get back into the swing of things. And, you know, everything that you want to try and do is it takes a lot longer to organise now, unfortunately. But we're getting there. Yeah, absolutely. We are getting there. Um, look, as always, you know, let's start at the beginning. Um, can you tell us about your illness? What happened? So was feeling obviously a young lad at the time um was working hard um and also i'd say probably playing hard at the time but fit as a fiddle played a lot of sports um and generally became unwell um which was very unusual was was very you know or never really suffered from any major health problems um just dizzy spells lethargic and um, quite aware that something wasn't quite right in my head more than anything and in my body. Um, this went on for some weeks, we had some tests done and um, you know nothing, the typical thing of it could be a virus. My mum my was obviously a fully qualified nurse, she wasn't sure about it and um, yeah it went on and on and we had, um, we had a second opinion from a doctor who fortunately trained someone who had an encephalitis so uh, got us got us the right treatment that we needed in the end but it took some time to get to that position yeah absolutely um would you i mean what what do you think those early days were like for you you and the family it must have been very frustrating uh, being bumped around and not getting a diagnosis it's quite scary to be honest so I was having what would have been mini seizures at the time because it was interfering you know my brain was swelling it was interfering with um, various different things you know at work I was having funny funny episodes auras and um, you know twitching and, and almost sort of fainting um, so there was definitely something going on and you, you know it's a typical thing you know your own body and I knew something wasn't quite right um, so completely paranoid about what was going on around me, um, but just very lucky that we, I, I had people that were quite clued up around me, 
um, and then ultimately, you know, reaching out to you guys and you could uh, point me in the right direction, really. Yeah. Have you, um, would you say that you've got any after effects now of the encephalitis? Well, I mean, you know, got the time we looked this morning, um, you know, uh, rushed around, um, obviously do get lethargic, try, and, try not to overdo it too much and keep life very simple. So my brain doesn't go into an overload because my memory is pretty poor. Um, obviously suffered, as you know, Ava suffered with quite a lot of uh, depression, especially in the early days, trying to get back on track um, because, you know, I wasn't, you know, mentally, the, the brain took some, takes some time to repair. And, you know, I'm a different person now, but five, six, seven years, I think I was, I was still all over the shop. Um, and really it was a case of, being, being around the right people, listening to your body, looking and, and generally just looking after yourself. Yeah, that wise words. What was it that made you seek legal advice um, in those early days then? So, so the main thing to really remember is that I actually was really struggling at the time and, and to, to even cope with life. Um, so it was only my mum and dad that really were you're so conscious that something wasn't right and something needs to be looked into. Um, and of course, you know, at the time I was working for a big company and, and did do for about 20 years. And they also recognised that I wasn't myself. I couldn't do the things I used to. Um, I'd worked my way up from an early age into a very good position. And, and generally I couldn't cope with the workload. Um, my brain didn't remember the things it should have done. They were getting frustrated. Um, and um, yeah, it was just a difficult situation. And um, I, I actually was due to go for a promotion. Couldn't, 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 couldn't even barely do the job I was doing previously. Um, it, it was really frustrating. And it was only my mum and dad that really said, you know, we, we need to dig into this a bit deeper and find out, you know, why you're in this mess, really. So what, what happened um, at that point then? Did you reach out um, to a solicitor or a law firm? No, no we, we, we came to you. We came to Encephalitis Society. My mum, obviously, you know, fortunately we had an excellent doctor who would, um, my mum ran nursing homes. She took a second opinion. She said, this is encephalitis. She was insistent. She said, you know, this should have been picked up um you know you need to do x y and z and then my mom being being the wonderful mother that she is and my dad you know they looked into it and they they looked into the encephalitis society and and really it was it was down to you Ava that you actually put me in the right direction with tim spring um had a clinical negligence and more blatch and they looked after it and and helped me all the way really and uh made, made us realize that you know there was a real error there and, and it needs to be looked into Sometimes for people who are thinking about doing, um, pursuing clinical negligence, um, sometimes they're worried about cost, you know, whether it's going to cost them money um, in those early days. Was that a worry for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I actually obviously de demote myself from a job. I was struggling, you know, everyone around me that was in the shoes at the time were, you know, they were just, their, their careers were flourishing. And, and obviously that's where I should have been. So Basically, I was going backwards. I was struggling to keep. I was, I was still living at home. Um, 
And so, yeah, it was a real, you know, when you start thinking and, and, and uh, understanding with the financial costs, you realise, you know, and I didn't want my mum and dad to be burdened with this. And, you know, fortunately, we were helped. We were helped in that respect because it was such a strong case. Some of the people um, that I speak to that have, have gone through a clinical negligence case, um, they can be quite surprised at how long it can take before there is an outcome. How long did it take for your case to finish? And was that wait difficult? Oh, it was, it was several years. And, you know, I because my depression was really bad in those early years, you know, I wanted to throw the towel in quite often. And, you know, it was only through Tim being brilliant and, you know, helping us the way that he did and, and yourself and, and my mum and dad, you, you four really, um, that really probably gave me the strength to carry on and just not give up um, and see, see it through. And, you know, you never know what the outcome's going to be. Um, you've just got to keep your head down and carry on, basically. Yeah. Um, your claim, obviously, the reason we're talking, your claim was successful. Um, can you remember that moment when you found out that the case had been agreed and what it was like? Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, we we thought it was going to be, you know, we, we had so much confidence in, in Tim and, and the barrister, Nigel, that, you know, we, we did think, Tim had said, such a strong case, we know the outcome. Um, you know, I was severely damaged. You know, the people I work with now have, have gone on, and, and you know, they're they're working at a high level in one of the most successful companies, private companies in the country. Um, you know, I just couldn't do the job. You know, I used to do it w without even thinking about it. Um, so I was, you know, obviously as elated. And to be honest, when when it was just a weight off my shoulders more than anything. It meant I could move on with my life and, you know, not have this this thing hanging over me and concentrate on getting back on track, really. Yeah. Um, obviously, financial gain is, is one outcome from a clinical negligence case. But do you think there were any other outcomes from, from your case that were positive? I think it's closure, really, and, and, and knowing that there, there was obviously errors made and you know unfortunately with the brain you know it's difficult you know so you know obviously some parts of the body they don't repair well either but you know once your brain's damaged it's it's uh it's you know irreparable really and you know you, you're left with uh lasting effects and you know I'll, I'll still have those today and you know there's there's still things that you know i know that i'm not right you know i have a lot of anxiety um but you know, I've come a long way and, and I feel a damn sight better than I used to, but I will still always have the effects of the encephalitis. And, you know, maybe that could have been uh, prevented if they'd have acted earlier. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the hope is as well, I guess, uh, you know, tell, tell me if you agree, but is that it will prevent what happened to you happening to other people. This, you know, this is about preventing system errors and changing policy and practice and not about being punitive to a doctor that might have made a mistake, for example. What, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the main reason I raised the money was because, you know, fortunately for me, I've got I've got a strong, strong mind. You know, I've overcome a lot of, um, I've come through a lot of dark places, um, which I know a lot of other people wouldn't have been able to come through. And also, I've got a really good support bubble around me. I've got excellent friends and family and, and you know, professionals like you guys around me. But not everyone's in that in that position. And, 
And, you know, I've been contacted by people that have been local people that have lost babies through this um, that have said, really well done, James. We've seen that you're raising this money just to let you know that we lost our daughter from this. So that's the reason that I raise the money that I do. Um, because of, I'm, I'm the lucky one that, that managed to get through the illness with the support of you guys and, you know, awareness needs to be raised. And I've seen the aftermath of people who haven't come through it quite as well as what I have. And, um, you know, their lives are, are even worse affected and, you know, they can't get back on track. They can't get back into work. And ultimately some people have died because, you know, the, the illness hasn't been picked up when really it should have been. Yeah. So I guess what you're saying is that, you know, one of the important outcomes is that that there can be changes in healthcare that can prevent this happening to other people. Is that right? Oh, without a shadow. I mean, you know, the 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 signs were there, really. And um, pe- people that knew me knew I wasn't right, knew I wasn't well. And, you know, a bit more investigative work could have been done to uh, establish exactly what was going on. And, and again, you know, training may be, um, you know, I bump into so many people now that do know of encephalitis. You know, that's probably to do with, with what you guys do. Um, but even at the time, I, I was aware of people that were aware and, you know, in those early years. So people were aware of, of this illness, but maybe not people so much in, in the hospitals and, and the signs and the symptoms, really. Yeah. Well, I think we've all done a, a lot of work in, in that area in in the last few years, haven't we? But if there was someone listening who who's considering asking for legal help, what would your advice be to them? You know, what can they expect? I mean, first of all, you know, you guys, you, you'll be able to point them in the right di- direction. You know, there's some excellent solicitors out there. And obviously, Tim, Tim was absolutely amazing. Um, and, and they've got a lot of support and, and a lot of information around them. You know, you, you need you, you really need to pursue it. Take take some good advice and, uh, you know, dig deep and, and find out what's happening and what's going on. And, you know, really, should you be pursuing it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have um, uh, a, a small group of um, law firms that, that have expertise in this and we try and steer people towards those law firms, you know, um, because I think it's really important, isn't it, to get a, a lawyer and in your case, a barrister who knows the condition and who knows what they're doing. Definitely. Yeah. They've, you know, it's the same with any legal case, really. You know, you've got you've got to pick someone that knows what they're talking about and, you know, there isn't anyone better place than, than Tim, really. You know, we, we learned a lot from him. And if it hadn't been for him, we wouldn't have been where we are today, really. Yeah. What was your relationship like with your solicitor? Oh, amazing. You know, you could always pick the phone up. Uh, you know, still to today, you know, we keep in contact. Um, and, you know, really understanding of, of, of where I was. And like I say, it was a dark place. And you know, you needed, I needed my hand holding at times because at times because of the pressures of life, a young man trying to, you know, get somewhere in life, you know, I couldn't, I, I really couldn't cope and didn't want to carry on with the mental stress of not only trying to get myself back on track, but also get my life back on track. Um, and, and then quite a difficult court case, mm-hmm. um, you know, pulling information to get mum, dad, getting, you know, the money to, to start it in the early days. It was a real struggle. Um, but, you know, Tim was really understanding and, you know, absolutely incredible person. 
Have you got any uh, top tips um, that could help people work well with their solicitor? What sort of things do you think they need to think about? Oh, that's a tricky one. Um, because, you know, you know, some solicitors are absolutely amazing. Some are, you know, I work in, uh, you know, the estate agency business and uh, that's full of, you know, solicitors that are good and bad. Um, but, you know, it's obviously a different, it's a different part of uh, conveyancing and, um, you know, legal work. You know, they're, you know, Tim was very compassionate. You know, they're obviously dealing with people's lives um, to, to a really high degree. So, you know, Pick, pick the phone up, look at look at what sort of cases they've worked on um, and get a feel for the individual and, and you know, be guided by yourself really, especially in, in uh, you know, if it's encephalitis or something like that. But, you know, unfortunately these, these events are, are too common and there's a lot of cases out there and, and a lot of solicitors have actually represent people that have gone through, you know, these awful situations. So you just have to do the research really. Yeah, that's good. Um... Was there anything um, unexpected that you got out of the case, do you think? God. Um, I don't know, really. It's, you know, it was, it was more about the closure for, for me. You know, it, 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 you know, it takes over your life. You know, there's no two ways about it. And, and it did do, it's like a, you know, almost like a black cloud hanging over and all you want to do is put it to bed and, and hopefully you can put it to bed in the uh, the right way, you know, but you also know in the back of your mind that, you know, sometimes you can't and, and quite a lot of the time these cases don't. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, really with a court case, it made me learn that I was, I was quite lucky and, you know, people coming out of shell and saying, you know, look, we've lost people and well done for what you're doing and, and also raising the awareness you know, even more um, pushed me on and, and that really I was grateful to be here, although, you know, I had uh, lasting effects. Grateful to be here and, and able to raise awareness and, and raise more money and, and meet lots of people that, um, you know, have been through the same situation, really. Yeah. Well, look, um, you know, as we're, we're coming to the close of this podcast, um, is there anything else that you want to say or anything that you wish that I'd asked you before we finish up? Well, I think we've, we've covered everything, but, you know, ultimately, you know, we, we didn't really want to pursue a court case at the start. Um, you know, it wasn't something that we, you know, really wanted to do. Um, but, you know, there was negligence there. And, you know, if someone's at fault and someone's, you know, dropped the ball, it needs to be looked into because, you know, unfortunately with, with, with illness, it's people's lives. And, you know, I've heard of some, you know, scary stories since. And you, you've, you've got to fight for what you believe in and, and uh, you know, get to the bottom of actually what's happened. And we could have quite easily thrown the towel in. And, you know, I might, you know, you know, being honest, you know, there were times where I didn't think I'd be here today to, to be in this situation. So, you know, you've you've really got to, you know, ask advice, especially from you guys with the encephalitis, if it's encephalitis or, or any illness, encephalitis, seek the advice from you guys and you can put people in the right um, situation and, you know, give them the right advice. And if they need, you know, some negligence um, claim, then, you know, Tim, Tim's a man for the job. 
along with our other legal partners, it, it must yeah. be said as yeah. well. Um, yeah. We've got, you know, I think back in the day, I think you're quite right. There was very few um, firms that had the expertise necessary. Um, but now we, we have a small group of, of legal practitioners um, who are all um, expert in this field. But look, we're really pleased that you are still here, James. <laughs> Um, we've covered an awful lot and we're deeply grateful to you for taking the time um, to chat with us today. The Encephalitis Society services remain at everybody's service. So if anybody listening to this or watching this needs any information, our teams are there for you. Go to encephalitis.info for contact details or to chat online. And as always, if you can support our work, we would be extremely grateful now, probably more than ever, post-pandemic where funds are very very low um, so please visit encephalitis.info forward slash donate if you can thank you everybody thank you james thanks Ava.